0: I want to share a piece, um, called the God space, because as we transition from place to place, um, we can always know that as long as he's with us, we're with him. We're in the God space. There's a freedom that comes with knowing that you are where you're supposed to be. It's not that everything fits perfectly. It's just that all things from then to now seem worth it. See clarity comes in this place along with a peace that no man can erase. So let's call this the God space. The grace that makes the here and now take all the pains of your past somehow and cause them to fade far into the background like night. In this place, you just feel right, sunshiny bright, like you are the kite that's flying in the atmosphere. Hopes and dreams, they come alive here. But this place isn't natural. It's actually supernatural. And it isn't so much geographical as much as it is a state of heart and mind. It's where you find yourself being engrafted into God's divine design. Line upon line and moment by moment, this place was meant for you to surrender to. It holds the greatness that's been waiting to break through. So arise and let it make true every vision you've stored inside. Allow the word to transform you. You no longer have to hide. Cause this is your set place filled with total grace for every misstep and mistake you'll ever make. There is no heartbreak that will not be mended in this atmosphere. No despair, disappointment or sorrow that when cast on him will not be transformed into hope for tomorrow. Here is where you will never have to borrow because your debts have been paid up. This is where you overflow from being prayed up and you drink from the cup in the presence of your enemies and foes. This God space, it protects you from your head to your toes. There's a freedom that comes with knowing that you are where you're supposed to be. It's like the world becomes open, see. Life is viewed from a new perspective. You're more corrective and selective of your actions. Here is where your attractions are drawn to you because they are what was meant to be. It's true, you will have the desires of your heart. Once you surrender your old ways and start fresh, Here is where your faith defeats your flesh, where your spirit man begins to mesh with and understand God's unfailing plan for your life. And even though strife will always try to take you, it won't ever make you give in because you were born to win, bred to overcome sin. You are not who you've been. You are a new creature in him. This is the freedom that comes with knowing that you are where you're supposed to be. It's like you and me, we all got off scot-free. And our futures are bright, see. We are shining like the North Star, like lightning bugs that refuse to be trapped in a jar. More than conquerors, that's who we are. And we've all come too far to turn back now. We must move forward in Him. That's how. Step by step, there's no time to waste because the possibilities, they are endless. Right here in the God space. (laughs) we love knowing
1: and keeping secrets it makes us feel loved it makes us feel important it makes us feel valued but that is the best kept secret we are loved by the creator of the universe This season, we are coming together with some of the most beautiful queens that you will ever meet to unpack productivity tips from the Bible. If it's the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out, then queen, we've got some work to do. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the live recording of The Best Kept Secret. I am so grateful that you all are here. And for those of you who are joining us and wondering who was that, that was Ty Scott King. She is an award-winning artist, She's a billboard charting artist, and she is someone that I admire most. Really, she is. She's one of the most humble people that I know, and it is just an honor getting to do life with her. As you can see, I am not alone. I am here with a few others that I truly am excited to talk with today. And we are going to be unpacking what it means to live in that God space that Ty alluded to earlier. I want you to really engage in this conversation with us. Let us know if you have questions. If you are listening to this at a later time, please type them down below because we would love to hear what it is that is on your heart. But as we get into this conversation, we're going to be talking about the sensitivity and the fragility in transition because it's incredibly tempting to leave the God space. I have found a lot of encouragement in 1st and 2nd Samuel. And if you guys have been around, you know that I cannot let these two books go. You know, when I was reading it, I have to tell you that I was really, really amazed at how many mistakes David made. Because I love our brother. I really love our brother. But he made a lot more mistakes than Bathsheba. And it's for that reason that I believe we can learn so that we don't repeat them. In 1 Samuel chapter 27, we see that David has entered into the enemy's camp and he's begun to take residence there. We see that he has gone into Gath and he's begun begun to serve King Akish. It's there in verse 10 that King Akish asks him, where did you make your raid today? Akish would ask. And David would reply, against the south of Judah, the Jeremelites and the Kenites. No one was left alive to come to Gath and tell where he had really been. This happened again and again while he was living among the Philistines. Achish believed David and thought to himself, By now, the people of Israel must hate him bitterly. Now he will have to stay here and serve me forever. For those of you that don't know the backstory, he has told King Akish, who is the king of Gath, which is where Goliath is from, interestingly enough, that he has made his raid against the Israelites, but he's actually been entering into other Philistine towns and killing everyone in the town senselessly. And then he didn't just stop there. He lied about it. It is impossible to step out of the God space and into the enemy's camp and not pick up pieces of his character. And so I want to ask you where it is that you are and what what is it that you are looking for? Are you waiting on God? Are you waiting on him to give you the desires of your heart? Or are you forcing them yourself? Because the enemy will make you believe that he can give you everything that God can and he can give them to you faster. He can give them to you more fuller than you ever could receive with God. And it is a lie. Because unfortunately, it doesn't end there. You see, when we get into... Chapter 28, it reads about that time the Philistines mustered their armies for another war with Israel. King Achish told David, you and your men will be expected to join me in battle. Very well, David agreed. Now you will see for yourself what we can do. Then Achish told David, I will make you my personal bodyguard for life. Whew. Sis, what are you settling for? Achish wanted to make him a bodyguard, but God wanted to make him a king. What are you settling for in your desire to rush ahead of God? What are you settling for in your impatience? What are you settling for as you force your way into that blessing? Because a blessing before its time is not a blessing at all. And that compromise is causing you to counteract Every single call that God has on your life. King David, our beloved king, was about to go and fight his own people. He was about to go and fight his own people. We know that competition can get into the mix when we feel forced to make something happen for ourselves, We know that those questions, why not me, when will it be my turn, can really begin to plague us and cause us to act out of character when we focus on it. And I want you to know that that jealousy is counteracting your calling because you were made for more. I want you to know that that desire that you've begun to obsess over is causing you to experience a few things that's counteracting your calling because you were made for more you were made to serve our great God the God of the universe the one who spoke one word and instantly everything is as he says it is is there anything better I know you want to speak, and I know you got dreams. I know that you are anointed, but please put it in perspective because the enemy will make you a bodyguard. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> he thought, Akish thought he had David backed into a corner. He said, Now he will have to stay here and serve me for. Ever, But don't you know that God had a plan? God has a plan for you as well. You do not have to feel as if you've been backed into a corner. And I know that when you begin to experience rejection, it feels as if you are dealing with some defeat. But don't, please do not resist the enemy's rejection because it is a blessing from God. Later on, we read that the men would not allow David to go with them. They asked King Akish, is this the same David who they talk about? That Saul has killed his thousands and David his 10,000s? He is not going with us. And David grieved. <sighs> We're going to get into it today. We're going to talk about the feelings that we experience in the middle of transition. And I know that when you feel as if a dream is passing, it brings up a little bit of grief. But I want to encourage you not to resist the enemy's rejection because it is working for your good. We are gonna get into this conversation and I have a
0: couple of guests with me. Hey, what's up y'all? I'm Ty Scott King and I am the poet for the evening. It's gonna be an exciting night. I cannot wait to be on the panel. You guys make sure you watch the entire thing, watch it again, tell your friends to watch it. All right, God bless.
2: Hello everyone, my name is Frantavius Dooley. I am the husband of Olivia Dooley and I also catered the event. Um, We have a catering business called Food from the Heart, where we serve barbecue. And man, I'm very excited to be able to sit on this panel with my wife and we can have a discussion about transition. I hope y'all look forward to it because I'm definitely looking forward to it. I hope y'all enjoy. Have a great day.
3: Hello, how you doing? I'm David M. Foster III. I run False Flave Media, also run the Defaults Podcast. It's a pleasure and an opportunity to be on this panel to share my insight, to share my wisdom with other Christian believers that are making the transition in life and in business. So I'm just excited to be here, uh, ready to chop it up with Liv and Quint. David Foster, you can find everything about me at davidmfoster3rd.com.
4: Hi, my name is Monica Barnes. I am with Motivation with Monica, and I am so excited to be on this panel tonight. I believe that it is going to be a great move of God. Live always puts on an excellent event, and I'm just excited to share with other people and collaborate and connect and network.
1: So we are talking about transition and how to really navigate that well so we can remain in the God space. I believe you have some insight in the first question for us.
2: It's crazy to hear my wife actually speak, uh, give her message, because I didn't know her message before um, today. And she asked me what my question was. And my question actually lined up exactly what she's speaking on. So my question is for y'all today, how do you maintain your character in the midst of transition? Because our character is the, the one thing that everyone identifies us by, whether we're godly or we're ungodly. So how do you maintain that, especially in business or any avenue that you are actually working in?
3: I say you just gotta, you gotta keep your, your perspective and keep things in mind, especially when you're coming from a Christian space and, and that being your foundation. And knowing that that God is positioning you, it's it's like God's GPS, uh, God's you know positioning system. He's positioning you in a place, so you got to be careful about um, your content and your character because they go hand in hand. What you're putting out to the world, so it's going to reflect back and tie back to you. Is this what I want to put out to the world? Is this the true representation of my character? Is this how? Is this an extension of my brand? Is this what I want to uh, display? So I always just try to keep that in mind that God has got me in this position. He's put me in position for a certain, <clears throat> for a certain reason, excuse me. And so I just try to keep those parameters in place whenever I'm, uh, uh, you know, doing interviews or, or putting content out there to just, just keep those parameters and know that it is all, it is all by God's design. designers, nothing I'm doing by myself. And so I just want to, you know, lead with that, uh, as I continue to build my, uh, Christian foundation. I'm still building it one brick at a time. And I think you are you are always in a transition, uh, even your whole life. Some people think you're in a season of transition, but I think your whole life is a transition and it's just different turns and seasons that you got to navigate. Uh, but I, I just want to keep my my Christian foundation and character intact when I'm putting stuff out into the world.
2: Yes, I think I think the key that you said, the key word that you said was foundation. Yeah, Because a lot of people really go through a lot of transition and they don't understand what their foundation is. Yeah. Yeah. And having God as a foundation is really truly amazing.
3: It is, it is. And it's the only thing I can build on. You know what I mean? Before I I haven't always been, you know, saved and and you know had a Christian foundation. Uh my wife who who's a, a pastor it, it came along and kind of was ahead of me. So I kind of, you know, was finding my way and navigating my way. But once I found that I knew this is the this is where I've always needed to be. But, you know, sometimes I ask God, I'm sorry for taking so long to get over here. You know what I mean? It, it just it took me longer than I, I should have uh, <clears throat> been, but I should have been in this. But that is my foundation. That, that's what anchors me uh, and drives me to do everything else.
2: That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. Definitely, definitely. How about you, Ms. Monica?
4: So when I think of character, I almost think of like when you are in transition and when you're going through transitional seasons, that's what's building your character. If, if if it's a God character, right? And I think allowing God to shape and mold me when I'm going through transition or transitional moments is key. And it, it gives me, going back to that foundation, I know that this transition, because let's be honest, transition is not always easy. It's hard, especially when you, like Liv said, when you want to be here, you want to have this, and God is slowly transitioning to you into, you into a purpose that he has for you. It can be hard, it can be difficult. But going back to my foundation, knowing that this is where I am because this is where God has me it makes me realize that it's, it's all for his purpose it's all for his glory and I always have been a firm believer that when I'm going through anything I'm going to go through with grace I'm going to go through so that God looks good, so that he gets the glory, so that when I get ready to tell my story, they'll be like, well, girl, I thought you was gonna give up. We thought you, we counted you out, right. but God. Yeah. So when I go through, I always want to have a character that says, wow, like the, God got to be real because what she's been through, like I see God all over her. I see God all over that. So what I say about character is go through so that your character says, you make God look good in the process of whatever you're going through. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. what character looks like for me.
3: Yeah, yeah, amen, amen, That's, amen. that's really, that's really good.
2: Uh, I took from that is transition with glory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. man, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. really awesome. Yeah. Can you yeah. transition with glory? Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: And, and allow your character to build while you transitioning by standing upon your foundation. That's amazing. That's, those have been two great answers. I think uh, people can definitely learn from those. How about you, Ms. Ty?
0: You're such a host. <laughs> Good job. Um, I would say prayer is is really integral because if you don't know, if you have no idea what it is God wants from you in this next season, once you get through the transition, it's just hard to deal with the hard times because it's like, okay, I don't even know what I should be looking for, what I can expect on the other side. Um, and then also your friendships, your partnerships. Um, you all know I'm a storyteller, so like live. I like to tell stories. Uh, my husband and I have had a lot of transitions, but one of our biggest together was when we moved from Alabama to California. And we were staying with a, a good friend of mine and things were kind of getting rocky. It's like, you know, okay, we thought we would be here for six months, but we were reaching the th- three month mark and we think we need to move on and the door to where we were moving hadn't opened yet. So I, I heard Pastor Jensen Franklin say it's hell in the hallway, right? <laughs> so we're in the hallway and it's like, okay, what what are we supposed to do now? Because the next door hasn't opened yet, but we definitely need to move forward. And I remember talking to a friend and, and a she said to me, well, didn't like, didn't you want to move? I'm like, yeah, but it's hard. <laughs> like, this is a hard time right now. And she just really encouraged me through that. And of course my husband, but it was like, I needed those other friends to say, hey, remember when we were sitting in this room on this date and you said, I believe God is sending us to California. Okay, well make it do what it do, you know? So prayer and partnership, like just remembering, those are the, the things that helped me to keep my character when I feel like, I don't wanna, I, I would just, I, can we just go back to Alabama? I didn't like it there, but it might, it's better than right, this little friction right here. So, yeah.
2: Man, <laughs> y'all, y'all give us some good, good um, <laughs> wisdom. Cause this is crazy. Like foundation, transition with glory, prayer, relationship, being connected. She said, hell in the hallways. <laughs> it's the word man all been there all been there can you stay connected because that prayer is that relationship and this is amazing because everything that y'all saying the foundation just being on that solid rock transitioning and glory understanding that God is getting the glory making sure that you stay focused on him when you have that doubt stand on your knees and praying so you've still connected in relationship. Man, this is awesome. What you have, Leah?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really just want to ask you guys, I know you brought us into a moment where transition was hard for you, where it was difficult in this, you know, move from Alabama to California. And you know what's on the other side. You know you're in California. It's going to get better, but it's just, in the middle of it is so difficult. What about you guys? What kinds of things have you walked through that have been difficult for you?
3: I would say just the overall transition, you know, because sometimes growth is uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It, it's They say growing pains, but sometimes it's really uncomfortable to be held on that potter's wheel and you get molded and shaped it. It might not be what you thought or where you wanted to be at, but it's where God has you uh, to be. So I think it's, um, you know, releasing your own expectation. They say um, disappointment is when expectation meets reality. So we have one expectation, but the reality is now God is doing this. So I think that that difficult part, and, and it's still going on. I don't, it's not even over with, but I think the difficult part is just kind of letting yourself go and letting yourself be molded mm-hmm. and shaped to where uh, God has you to be. And, and it is difficult because it's not always easy and it's not always popular and it's not always uh, comfortable.
1: It's not always popular. You know, you mentioned earlier that your wife is a pastor. Pastor Sharonda is in the house. <laughs> and I have had the incredible honor of watching you all transition into ministry and uh, you've just been such an encouragement in how your marriage has just encouraged other marriages in the middle of your own transition i'd like to know how would you encourage the the husband out there that uh, whose wife is in the middle of transition
3: mm-hmm. I say just try to you know play your position and be supportive um, understand your role, understand your strength, understand your weakness understand. What, what the call is, if it's on your wife, if it's on you, and just try to be, you know, supportive, the best, you know, support you can, the best support system you can. Uh, I understood early on that, uh, you know, a lot of people get into this back and forth about a man or woman or whatever, but if, if it was on me, it would be on me. If the call was on me, it was on me. So I had to respect and honor that the call initially was on her. So I said, well, let me get in alignment and get in position, but we're growing together. So it's not no you know, no ladder, no back and forth, but we're growing together. And uh, just just try to go along, you know, for the ride. I, I think one plus one equals one. So you just try to coexist and move and grow together.
4: So, I think the question was like, what have you experienced that kept you connected, right, to God? So, for me, I would say I've consider, experienced so many things. As a woman, right, mm-hmm. we consider, a, we're a very emotional creatures. So, mm-hmm. um, but just loss and disappointment and mm-hmm. fear and doubt and not the unknown, not knowing all of that. And what has helped me to stay connected is knowing that although I'm transitioning, mm-hmm although things are changing and things may have not played out how I thought they would, mm-hmm. God's character doesn't change. Right. So right. even though I'm transitioning and I may feel like, okay, I've lost here, or I've lost there, but it doesn't change his character. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't change his character, then his promises don't change. Yeah, his promises yeah. remain the same. So I have to stay connected to Monica. Remember, just like you said, your friends had to remind you, mm-hmm. well, this is what you asked for. You have to trust that God has your best interest at mm-hmm. heart. And so, even though i'm in this transitional moment where there be doubt disappointment fear loss discouragement not knowing i have to know and believe that god's character doesn't change in my situation he's still going to provide he's still going to do what he said his provision will pave the way through the transition so i have to remain connected and remember that a lot of times i got to remind myself that like His character don't change. Just because you tripping, his character doesn't change. (laughs) It doesn't. And I think we forget that. We forget about He's I am. We forget about the God that we serve. He's the God of the universe. Mm -hmm. So if he has purpose for us, if he has put something in us, although the transition may not be smooth, it's going to play out. It's going to happen because he spoke it, because he said it, because he formed you and he knew what you would be, who you would be, and how you would do it. I'm gonna stop. (laughs) (laughs) Good, we're
0: here for it. We are
1: here for it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I appreciate how you spoke about the grief. In the middle of transition, I feel like that is what I struggle with the most, the grief, because when that expectation meets reality, (laughs) it is really... ah, I guess, hard to reconcile with at times, especially when you expected to be somewhere so very differently. You know, one of the things that I share about is the transition that I had to Las Vegas years ago. It was the hardest transition that I've ever had in my life for so many reasons. I was prepared to go to Washington, D.C. to um, just, you know, pursue a job that would lead me into a career in law there. And my boyfriend and I at the time had a plan. He was going to meet me out there. We were going to travel because he was a basketball player, yada, yada, yada. But then God opened up this opportunity for me to come to Vegas. And I wanted to teach more than I wanted to live in D.C. He's like, I can go to D.C. in two years. And within five days, my life changed. Within five days, I had to move out here incredibly quickly. Um, My boyfriend got really upset because all of his friends began to make fun of him. You you gonna let your girl move to Vegas? What? Uh, I won't even tell you what they said, Um, but it was ridiculous in every way. And it was hard. It was really hard. God moved me away from everything and everyone I knew. And I had an option. I had two options. I could continue to do what I was doing. I could continue clubbing. I could look for somebody else to be in relationship with, or I could go to church and get connected as these women and men have alluded to. And I chose to get connected. And when I met Quint, that dude came back around and he came back around saying some, You're my wife. I know I've prayed about this and the Lord has told me you're my wife. I was like, I am not. I am not your wife. (laughs) And, you know, I just, I, I was in a moment of feeling a lot of pain and grief, but I can't imagine what I would be doing, where I would be if I hadn't said yes to God, if I hadn't chosen to get in community, if I hadn't chosen to get connected to a community that was leading me closer to him. Have you ever dealt with grief in the middle of transition, any of that?
2: I think I think we all do. Um, <clears throat> one of, part of my story is when I first moved out here is I looked at all my friends who had wives, and I'm like, well, I can't get a wife?" Mm-hmm. And God literally sat there and told me, "Once you give my life, once you give your life to me, I give you your wife." Mm-hmm. And once I gave my life back to God. That's when I got my wife. Wow. So um, sometimes you're going through stuff and you're wondering why you' going through the stuff during that transition period, but it's just to be obedient in the transition period. And um, once you learn how to be obedient,' got to answer everything that you're asking for. Uh, I got my wife. Um, we've been blessed. We't been through some tough times, but God has still continued to allow us to continue to make it on and continue to grow and put people in our lives that's gonna help us grow. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's been the most amazing thing because it's not just your church family that's at church, it's your church family that actually surrounds you as the body of Christ. So that's been the most amazing thing um, because if we didn't go through those earlier transition, I don't think we could make it through the transition that we go through today. Uh, because we wouldn't have that foundation, yeah. um, we wouldn't understand God getting the glory from everything. Uh, it's, it's it's a big connection, even in the relationship, the connection that we have, even sitting right here before the state on the on the stage right here. Because this wasn't planned, this wasn't talked about, but being able to co- talk and be able to communicate the way that we communicate, that's God getting glory. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's 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 some of the stuff that I would say for my transitioning, just seeing that, that's really truly been amazing. Just being obedient, learning how to be obedient and knowing to be aligned with him and no one else.
1: Mm If you guys have any questions, feel free to flag us down. We'd love to hear them. But I think the next question I had for y'all, because we've talked about connections, everybody's kind of hinted at it and the importance that it's played in our seasons of transition as we really work to maintain that character and even develop it, because whoo, Your girl had no character, not the greatest character (laughs) when I moved out here to Vegas, really. I talk about some of my friendships and one of the things that I say is that they were toxic, but your girl was a part of that toxicity. I was feeding into it, I was really adding on to it. And so it wasn't until a group of women just kind of grabbed me up and just loved on me and showed me how to be in healthy community that I learned. So can y'all tell me how have your connections really helped or hindered you for moving forward in a way that would pursue God in those seasons of
0: transition? I didn't grow up going to church. I just kind of would occasionally go to church with my friends and, you know, do like my pop-in visit, what's up, God, you know. Um, (laughs) And so I had a friend, she actually just recently visited with us. She just left a few days ago. And um, I always love to tell the story about her because we met in middle school, uh, went to high school together. She was crazy, I was crazy. So it was a perfect match. And um, we just kind of were wild. We were smart, but we liked to have a good time. And we lived in Miami, so yeah. Um, so we went to college together, and she ended up uh, leaving after like the first year, and she ended up in California. And so I decided when I graduate, I'm gonna go hang out with Tanya in California. We're gonna be California girls, right? And so I get there, and the very first night, um, it was her and another friend from college. And I said, Ooh, so like I'm making my plans. I'm like, we're gonna go party, we're gonna do this. And they literally just stared at me. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. And I remember calling my cousin and I was like, they're like saints, they're like nuns. Like, <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Um, and so that was, let's say that was a Wednesday. Sunday, I went to church with them cause I was like, well, I live here. I gotta, you know, do as Romans do. And I heard the gospel like I'd never heard it before and became a Christian. And I call that house like the real world house because <laughs> it was four women in the house trying to figure out who Jesus is and the difference that it makes in our lives. And, and as we talk now, like we're just sitting around our dining room table just a few days ago. And I was like, I just, I thanked her because I was super rough around the edges. They don't believe me, but I was a bully. I did all kinds of crazy stuff. And I just thanked her for being honest with me and helping me to develop a godly character you know, and just watching each other fall and stumble, but like get back up because it's like, okay, we're, we can do this. God, God wants us to prosper. Like we're not going to fall away from him because we saw a lot of other Christian women fall away from him. So just that, I would say, aside from my husband, that relationship has been like the one that sharpened me and helped me the most. And because I saw her before she was, Tanya, the great Christian, you know what I mean? I saw her like crazy like me. So I knew God was real. Like when I, I was like, whoa, there has to be a God in this world. If you who pulled a gun on somebody is here, and like you're not doing this crazy stuff anymore. So I, I think when we show people our realness and, you know, they get to see us walk through these difficult, transitions and seasons, like you were saying, it helps them to know even more that God is real. And that friendship has been such a catalyst. Like when I get to minister, I just, I cannot ever take an opportunity to not say her name because God used her. If, if it had not been for our connection, I don't know. I mean, he would, have, he would have found somebody else to knock on this hard head, right? But it's just been such a blessing that we've been able to like grow and see each other through different seasons. And so that friendship has been vital.
3: I think connections are important, and um, as, I, as I was growing, uh, growing, you know, with other brothers in Christ, I had to uh, eliminate some of my older connections. They wasn't uh, profitable to me no more, and I, I was still cool with them. But I, I realized, like, I was uh, evolving in a different space, so I had to be careful about the other brothers that I was surrounding myself with that could pour into me. Then I can see other brothers that that showed me how this thing goes. Cause I was, you know, fairly new to it a while back, but it was other people that I looked up to and I realized these are the people I need to be around me. The other people, you know, other people, you know, from the world that I had around me, like I say, they were cool, but they really wasn't pouring nothing into me. You know what I mean? So I was like, I had to reevaluate my connections and ask, uh, okay, is this more of what I want to look like or is this, do I want to look more like this? So I had to really almost build a whole new circle. You know, My old circle was kind of expiring. And like I said, it wasn't nothing against them, but I knew that I was going into another place and so I needed uh, other friends, uh, other kind of connections that would help me grow and, c- and continue to keep me uh, righteous and c- continue to keep me in this right space. So I think connections are, are highly important and I'm still trying to build them because it was like, it was like, uh, building a team from scratch, uh-huh. I had an old team. Now I got to build a whole new team, mm-hmm. so I'm still growing those connections. Brothers like Quint, you know, other brothers that I can I can grow and learn and learn from. You know, they say iron sharpens iron, so I try to surround myself with brothers like that that help me grow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really appreciated about what both of y'all said. Reevaluate. That was that was something powerful. We need to reevaluate, and I love how your friend wasn't afraid to show up as her new her new transformed self in Christ, because a lot of times we can feel pulled back to that old person, um, but we need to reevaluate where we are and who's around us. Mm -hmm.
3: And And some connections need to get disconnected. You know what I mean? And some people, yeah, and some people like her, like, you know, as, as you grow, some people feel like, oh, they're not the same person. I, I'm not supposed to be the same person. Yes. So everybody's not gonna go along for the ride. They're in your life for a season or a reason. And I had to realize that season might be up with them.
0: I had a boyfriend who was like, wait, who is this person? Yeah. Even like my cousin, I had to disconnect our connection for a season and we were two peas in a pod. So right. sometimes it comes back around. Sometimes it, don't. it doesn't. Yeah. So connections for me are
4: very vital. Like my girls are my lifeline. my life (laughs) but uh, it's just it's very vital and i think it's so important to have a circle have a circle that like david was saying like people that you can look at and say like i inspire that i'm inspired by them and i feel like if we are not inspired by our circles then it's not really a good circle like I've heard it said before like if you're not inspired by your circle if you can't depend on the people in your circle then you're not in like a circle of friendship you're in a prison like Mm -hmm. no nothing is helping you there like you're just held captive in this circle of people that's hating on you or y'all got drama or is you know you're not inspired by them and so I'm inspired by my circle I'm inspired by my my village of friends and when I say they're my lifeline, like literally they're my lifeline. Like I can call and cry with them. They don't got to ask what's wrong. I can call and pray with them, call and laugh about stuff that just don't make sense. But they truly inspire me and help me on this walk. I feel like so many times when we are down and discouraged and like, girl, I just can't. I want to give up. Like I want to quit. But my circle inspires me to say, nope, you got to keep going. And they help me to recount. Talk about it. God. They help Talk me about to it. Recount, remember what God said. They throw scripture at me. Uh, they don't just let me sit in that and if I do want to sit in it they ain't going to let me sit for too long mm-hmm. It may, they may give me a day or two but then they call and okay you, you, you had your day like yeah. you good let's go what we going to do so I lo- I think that circles and friendships and um, connections are so vital and also when it's not showing a profit anymore it is so important to disconnect because it, it's not going to take you anywhere it's just going to corrupt your morals and your values and where you're going and you know I, I think our, again our yes is so layered Mm -hmm. our yes to god and sometimes we forget our yes is connected to so many things not just our yes in my ministry not just my yes in my walk but my yes in my friendships like that's layered we have identified that we have strategically been woven together by god it's nothing of our own doing but he strategically placed me in this friendship with this group of women because of my yes. Because when I met Natasha, I said yes to the friendship. I was vulnerable. I was open. And because of Natasha, I met Robin and Tiffany. And it just goes on and on and on because of my yes. So remember that your yes is layered even in your friendships. Like it matters. It matters
1: what you're saying yes to and who you're connecting. Yeah, 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 that's so good. I love how you even talk about layers because I found that even when you move out of a space, your relationships don't have to end. Mm -hmm. You know, there's levels to this and sometimes you can really enjoy them in a richer and more fuller way when you're moved into a different location and you find that they remain. Shout out to everybody in the room. (laughs) Um, Did you have anything to say on this subject?
2: I would say, um. Especially when you're going through these transition, you also gotta realize when you are the one that your friends are looking up to. Yeah. yeah. Because they may separate themselves from you because they wanna respect you.
3: Yeah, that's true. That happens. Yeah.
2: So you had to be careful of your character not mm-hmm. to follow them because they really looking at you mm-hmm. and wanna follow you.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Because I noticed a, a lot about um a lot of my friends once I gave my life back to Christ. A lot of my friends, every now and then they would have me come around, but they mm-hmm. wouldn't do certain things around me. And they always respected me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They still loved me as a brother,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but they understood that it was a different walk that I wanted to go. Yeah. Wanted yeah. to take. I mean. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it always left the if I if I stick to what God have me to do, mm-hmm. they know they got a brother they can call on to, call on to and pray with. Mm-hmm, Pray with mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. so you have to be careful of keep making sure that you're keeping your character and understand you don't have to follow them, even though it may seem like they're falling back mm-hmm. they're just watching you mm-hmm. because they need somebody to call on to when they're going through their transition, yeah. so you got to keep that strength and keep growing because mm-hmm you may be the person that actually pulled them forward.
1: Do any of you have just some thoughts that you want to leave us with and that you want to encourage us in as we have learned? We're- really always in the middle of a transition. And so those that are here tonight, those that are listening in, could definitely use some encouragement as we get ready for our next. You know, we can see where God is taking us, but we don't ever wanna rush it. We don't ever wanna force it. We wanna flow with him and really just make sure that we are representing him and giving him the glory. So, do y'all have any words of insight and encouragement as we prepare to head home tonight?
3: I would say um, primarily just just embrace the transition, Um, get comfortable with being uncomfortable, Um, be patient with God, even 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 though we're not patient with the process And, and let it develop and let it work itself out. And understand that you might not be where you think you you are, but you where you're supposed to be. It's different from where you think you are, but you right where you're supposed to be at this right moment in time. And I would just say, take that with you.
4: I would say um, to embrace it as well. Embrace the process. Transition is ever evolving. If you are constantly becoming who God wants you to be, transition is we go from glory to glory to glory. So you're always gonna be transitioning, but learn to embrace where you are and not get so caught up in where you wanna go. Learn from the season that you're in so you're not prematurely pulled back because you didn't learn the lessons in that season. Um, If we move too fast or we try to get ahead of the lesson that God is trying to teach us in that season, it could prematurely pull us back. And I also think of transition like being planted sometimes, like being planted in this soil and and just being a seed that God wants to use. And sometimes it's dark, sometimes it's cold, sometimes it is lonely, but sometimes you get water. Mm-hmm. and sometimes you get watered again. And then when you begin to grow, you get a little bit of sun. Yeah. So it does not always have to be dark and dim. Transition will grow you if you allow it, if you embrace where you are and allow God to bloom what he has planted you to be.
2: Yes. Um. For me, I, w- I would definitely say, whenever you're going through transition, I always go back to the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. You have a choice to choose between good and evil and the tree of life. Some things may look good, but if it's not God, it doesn't lead to life. And eternal life is our ultimate goal. Don't go for what's quick. Sometimes good is quick, but life is everlasting. It's not a, it's not, this is not a rat race. So, so just sit here and just take your time and continue to follow life because God gonna, he's gonna take care of
0: you. I would say trust. Um, in the South, there's a, a grocery store Publix. And when you walk down the aisle, the, uh, the, the steps light up as you walk. It, not before you get there. If the aisle is empty, it's dark. The freezers do not, do not come on until you're walking past them. So even though we are walking and we cannot always see the light ahead of us. Just trust. The light is gonna come on once you start walking in the direction God wants you to walk in. Ah, So good, so good. He is a light to our feet i appreciate
1: your words of wisdom i appreciate your time this evening all of you really encouraged us to enjoy god's presence and to focus on being present even in the middle of transition and so i hope that you all take that to heart Uh, our last podcast episode of the season is with pastor Jeannie from soul city church in chicago and She has a new book called What's Here Now. So we are going to be talking all about presence, how to practice it, and how to enjoy what's here now. It's the perfect lead-in. Y'all didn't even know. (laughs) Um, But it's something that, as you can tell from all of this, I am still learning, and so many of you were speaking to me. And so I just appreciate, appreciate um, your, your candor, and the hope that you've left us with Um, y'all. I have loved every minute of this podcast. I can not tell you how much I enjoy podcasting. One of the areas that I, y'all know I'm going to be candid in everything, that I feel quite rushed in is this desire to make this podcast everything, you know, and, and uh, just reach all those analytics and those numbers, which I don't even check. I really don't. I don't. I just should, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do want to say thank you guys for leaving a rating and review. It does truly help this podcast. I'm gonna practice some presents. I'm taking off for the summer. I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm gonna meditate on these words as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you all for being here tonight. Uh, we do have one um, little word. Did you wanna share your,
5: your... Yes, please do. So I am a co- college campus missionary. Um, that's what I call myself because I'm on a mission field, um, but um, my title is a college campus pastor, so missionary, pastor, whatever. What I am been placed here strategically because I work with a group called Chi Alpha Campus Ministries. They believe that the college campus is the most strategic mission field there is. At CSN, we have over 70 nations represented, and at UNLV, over 165 nations represented. So that is pretty strategic. And so what I am doing with my team starting this fall, we will be going out, seeking for those people who God has called that is already harvest. He said the harvest is ready. Pray to the Lord of the harvest for workers. Well, I'm one of those workers. Someone prayed for me to go to the campus and start to disciple and win souls for Christ. And what I'm doing really is, is all the investments that people poured into those youth groups, our children's ministries, all those things that people's parents have poured and prayed over their college students, and now they're college students. They're placing me there so that I can find them and be that college friend for them and disciple them and let them ask the hard questions, let them come with their doubts and not judge them. And they're put in small groups. Then we go on missions trips together. And as I'm going out with my team, we don't have church members so what we do is we find people that from local churches or other believers that want to sow a seed and partner with us you may not be able to go to the college campus full time but i can and since i am being sent there we are asking for your support and help with our ministry budget a lot of our ministry budget goes to um, renting baptism spaces after we do salvation or going on mission trips with college students who may not be able to afford it and so tonight if you would love to partner with us Even if it's $25 a month, we ask people, just go to school year with us. Go August to August or May to May, $25 a month, $50 a month as just a seed to go and reap the harvest of our college students and call them back. Because we've invested so much in our children and our youth ministry, now it's time for us to invest in our college and our young adult ministry.
1: We are going to pray out, and that will be the end. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you and we praise you for the opportunity to gather. We bless you, Lord God, for the connections that you have placed all around us. And for this God place that you have given us a new awareness of tonight. My God, in the name of Jesus, help us to draw every imagination that it would exalt itself against you. Help us to pull it down in the name of Jesus. That imagination that wants to run ahead of you, we pull it down. That imagination that wants to force those things that do not flow naturally in your spirit, we pull them down. That imagination that wants to cause us to compete with others, we pull them down. And we thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to really enjoy this time as you build new character within us that will honor you. My God, we want to point others back to you. So we pray right now that you would continue to strip those things off of us that are not working together for our good. My God, we refuse to lament and to grieve over the enemy's rejection. We're grateful for it, God. We're grateful for how you protect us. And we're grateful for how those connections come in to show us who we are, to speak words of life over us, and to remind us, oh God, that you are greater, greater than all that other stuff that we could hope for, greater than all that other stuff that we could look forward to, for you fulfill us, you satisfy us, and you meet our every need right here and right now, in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. I am so excited about what God is doing in your life, and I would be honored to hear which part of this show resonated with your heart. Make sure that you take a screenshot of this podcast and tag me at CandidLive on Instagram. It would be so nice to connect with you and even feature you right here on the show. Until then, know that I am praying for you. I know that you're praying for me too. Love you
5: oh my goodness tonight's intimate space it was an intimate space um, but the conversation on transition is what really took me and i appreciate them saying we don't always have to get it right in transition we just have to remain and so it's a conversation that we all need Uh, my husband actually was on the panel and he said that we're always in a constant transition and so it helps so many people for us to understand that we are not alone in this Oh my goodness, everything Liv does,
0: everywhere she places her foot, it is amazing. So it was none other than amazing for tonight. The spoken word, uh, what Liv, spoke about all the panelists. Everything was just simply amazing. And I'm just most grateful to be here. My name is Robin Turner and I am actually a therapist. And I had a great time tonight. I am going to tell you I got some nuggets. My main nugget was do not rush, do not go ahead of God. Be patient, stay in alignment with him so that you can be in obedience and that you're not taking steps back versus moving forward. So I had an amazing time tonight with the panel and great discussion.